This is John for Chainsaw Buffet. This episode was recorded live at MTAC Odyssey. We'll be giving away an MTAC t-shirt signed by the guest we interviewed to one listener. Visit ChainsawBuffet.com forward slash MTAC for details on how to enter. Did I just start with a lot of four-letter words? Just a yeah, yeah, let's, let's get them all out now. Especially for ours. I end every. I was going to drop a lot of f bombs. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just think of the vilest thing you can possibly say and go for it. Um, Don't tempt me. Consider yourself tempted. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, welcome, listeners, to of both the Chainsaw Buffet podcast as well as Awesome Cast. I'm uh, your co-host for this. Extravaganza, as you will, um, John. For those of you who don't recognize me, and we have a very esteemed guest, legendary voice actor, and I, I can't say that strongly enough. Uh, Spike Spencer, you're silly. Thank you, the living legend. <laughs> oh God! All right, thank you. Thank you for that big, uh, amazing, ridiculously overdone uh, and uh, intro. Welcome, welcome to Deck for the first time. It's great to have. Absolutely, you. it's a pleasure. So what have you been working on recently? I can't say, unfortunately. <laughs> you sign the non-disclosure agreements, and then they you can't say anything. So it's, I, I literally, I cannot say. All right, we'll, we'll take a few steps back. What have you done that you can't talk about? Okay, well, uh, as most people know me as uh, Shinji in Evangelion, uh, that's the big role that we goes, oh, my God, you were Shinji. I'm like, yep, I sure was. I'm like, what, are you kidding me? I'm like, yes, I know. And then they go, oh, okay, I got it, I got it. And uh, but a lot of people don't know I did uh, eight characters on World of Warcraft. Which, which eight? Uh, Autumn and the Huntsman, Romulo the actor, Mechdinger, Steamrigger, Spoggle, Grease Cakes, the voice of fear, anguish, and the reliquy of some crap. Uh, and uh, 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 Blood Elf male, Captain Arnath, and Mokra. Uh, all of our uh, World of Warcraft fans will be excited to hear. Sweet. That. So your wife? Uh, yeah, my wife. Absolutely, just going through going. Oh man, is it sad that I know all of those? <laughs> <laughs> but you you read that list off like a pro though. Like it's not my first time, baby. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> not your first rodeo. This is not my first rodeo, partner. And I'm from Texas. There you go. There you go. Boots proof. Now you've got a new fan site up, correct? Yes. Uh, it's called Almost Evil Minions and dot uh, com, and uh, that's 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 what my fans call themselves. My Almost Evil Minions. They're not evil, really. They're Kind of more cantankerous, mischievous kind of thing. So they're almost evil. Okay. Well, I, apparently I don't. I thought I qualified when I signed up, but apparently I'm too evil to be almost evil. So. It's all right. I'm the overlord. No worries. <laughs> or are you the evil overlord or the almost evil? Well, I'm almost evil. Well, again, I, if if you've got bail money, I'm more evil. <laughs> Mostly, I'm just silly. Now, you've uh, started doing some voice acting workshops, correct? Yes, I do teach. Uh, I will be doing one with Bang Zoom on May 15th out in Hollywood. Uh, I do privates online, uh, a Skype or, or email or, or what have you. Uh, but I've been teaching for about 20 years, but just off and on, a little here, a little there. But I haven't done it in the last, like, five years. So I'm getting back into it a little bit. Now, recently, the president of Bang Zoom did a huge big thing online, a letter online to, to pretty much the otaku fan base. It pretty much said anime was dead, or at least dying. Do you think that's true? Hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm not in the upper echelons. Uh, I do know it's it's kind of rough, um, but it's very popular. It's still a very popular medium. I think there's a lot of people. One one thing I can say, and a lot of us other voice actors say, you know, don't 
buy bootleg merchandise. Mm-hmm. You know, because if if you like what you have, what you see, what you hear, then you're going to have to buy the stuff so that they can pay us. You know, uh, so that we can make it. Otherwise, it's it's going to go. It's going to die, and we don't want that. None of us do. No. no. So you say you've been teaching um, for a number of years. Is that teaching acting or teaching voice acting? I've actually taught both. Uh, I am an actor, first and foremost. Right. Uh, on screen is my main thing, and I just haven't done a lot of that since I moved to Hollywood. It's starting over uh, there. But I did films and TV before uh, in Houston, where I'm from. So, uh, that's when, so when you're acting, you do everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a voice actor. I'm an actor. Right. I also do voices. So what's as far as the lessons go, what do you teach as far as when you teach acting versus when you teach voice acting? Well, the acting that I that taught, I wasn't really an acting coach. It was more about the business of acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I talked about the fundamentals of, of marketing, et cetera, um, how to run your business like a business. I've run several businesses in the past, and it's just been taxes, et cetera. You know, the boring crap, but you right. got to do it because as an actor, it's a business. This is a business. Me being here with interviewing right now, this is a business. This is all, we're all doing business, you know, and it's, this is part of it. And you have to be professional first and foremost. And that's kind of what I, what I taught in the acting side. Um, I didn't get into, let's get all method. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't get, I'm not a method, baby. <laughs> so I'm not going to ask how you get into voice acting because that's stupid. But I am going to ask how did you get into voice acting? Okay. Well, I will actually refer to that first non question because uh, I would say, buy my book. Uh, <laughs> step one. Uh, no, I got a little step book two, list. I got a little book list. Uh, step, step two is uh, go to, you know, acting class. Uh, now, I got involved with acting because I just loved it from the, from the get-go. When I was in, uh, ever since I was a kid, I used to talk to my, my food and make it talk back to me and drove my parents crazy. And it's like, you're a french fry, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yes, I am, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yes, I am, check this out, I'm, get, I'm, I'm about to eat you. No way, okay, here. <laughs> 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 Some parents would go, you're just crazy. I'm like, nah, nah. <laughs> and uh, I just kept going with it. And uh, as fate would have it, uh, Amanda Wynn Lee and I uh, did a feature film together in Houston. And she was doing voices at ADV at the time. And she said, come on over. You want to do this stuff? I said, sure. What is it? <laughs> you know, said, Does it pay? I'm there. And uh, it was great. And it was a lot of fun. It was just a, uh, an extension of what I've already knew how to do. Acting. And it's just into a microphone, it's a little different, and matching the mouth flaps. So I uh, went over, auditioned, got a, got some roles, and then bam, Ava. Do you find when you're doing voice acting that you have to uh, that you have to do anything different with your voice than you would do if you actually had your full body present that you'd be able to act with? Actually, no. Uh, I because when I'm in the booth, if if the character's doing something, and this is one of one of the things I teach is like mm-hmm. if you're especially on these microphones that are really really sensitive, if you if your character is doing something, you need to be doing what that character is doing to the best of your ability to mimic mm-hmm. it without you know obviously messing up the mic and, and making yeah. all kinds of noise. But for example, as I'm talking to you now, if I pull my arm back like this, can you hear the strain in my voice? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what the character does. So if I'm, if the character's doing that, I'm doing that in the booth. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing everything because well, you saw. Ava. <laughs> like I said, not method. <laughs> oh. uh, well, you you mentioned Shenji, and uh, and I'm actually kind of curious to know what are of, of all the characters that you've done because you've certainly done quite a bit. Which characters have really been your favorite to do and to act out? Right now, I think my favorite is uh, Papillon. 
Buso Rankin. Really? Uh, he was just crazy. <laughs> I like him. And he was just, he was a nut. And I just love, I, I love playing psychos. Surprise. Uh, and so that was one of my favorites. Uh, Little Boy from Spriggan. I really enjoyed that. And, um, oh, what was there another one? Uh, so many of them. I, I don't know. But those, those are the, the fun ones are the, are the psychos. Because, you know, psychos. if I'm playing an effeminate little girly boy who saves the world in a biomechanical freaking robot, then that's one thing. That's what's one of things. <laughs> what's any favorite accent that you've gotten to do in a project? I was Diego in... <laughs> <laughs> and she spazzes <laughs> in tales of a spirit obviously I got me to talk like this it was wonderful oh what a cute little scream he made and it was just it was just silly and like, can you do a German accent I, I said I can do a, a weird one <laughs> yeah that's wonderful don't worry uh, I like doing that I, I did um, well one of the rolling balls in Puny Puny Poemi was basically Cartman my boss made sort of vinegary. <laughs> that was that was uh, that, that was, was me. You. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just do a lot of different voices. I just have fun doing it. I just try to get better and better. You know, shy boss. It's I don't. It's just weird. I love doing voices. It's fun to me. So I get bored real quick. So I, I answer the voices in my head. <laughs> so I want to kind of approach this from. You know, where we're at the fan side over to, and kind of cross the bridge over to your side as the actor. You know, when we, when you do a project, it's, you know, you read, you read the lines, you do your thing, and then you move on to the next project. Whereas for us, you know, especially with a show like Evangelion or Code Geass or something, we tend to associate you with that role. Right. Um, for you as an actor, when, you know, you're at a convention, we come up to you and we're like, oh, we love Evangelion, we love Code Geass, we love Busa Rankin. What's it? What does it mean to you as an actor to be associated with that role? To have, you know, somebody have that image of you in their mind's eye. Well, it's fine. I I dispel those myths very quickly. Uh, as soon as <laughs> they, they meet me, they go, "You're Shinji." <laughs> I'm like, yes. You have to deal with that particular one a lot. Yeah, uh, a lot. <laughs> and it, which is fine. Which is fine. I am very grateful that I have the fact that I, I'm able to come out here and people want to meet me. You know, and want me to autograph things. And I mean, that's it's beautiful. It's wonderful. I am I am blessed uh, without a doubt. It's it's ridiculous. And I think the fans are awesome. You know, some get creepy, but that's okay. You know, but mostly everybody is just awesome. Everybody, I really, and I got to say this uh, honestly, anime fans are some of the best fans in the world because they're just cool. They're okay. You know, it's like I'm not worried about you know crazy stalker people. Only a couple, but it's not a big deal. You know, it's I don't know. I scare stalkers anyway. Who's who's been the creepiest? I think he's got a panel coming up where he's going to talk. Yeah, about we'll that. talk about that later on in the evenings uh, <laughs> at the over eighteen panels. Uh, I've had some creepy, creepy people, but it's nothing, nothing I couldn't handle. I mean, it's not that that big of a deal. It's you know, most everybody's just really wonderful, and and I'm I'm really happy about it. You are still here, so that is totally. Well, I'm quick, you know. <laughs> okay, well that's important. <laughs> I'm like a ninja. <laughs> you don't see me. I'm gone. Do you ever feel like you're getting pigeonholed because of roles like Shinji and Aikido and all these you know, um, funny little no. protagonist roles? No, my voice is what it is. But now that I let people know that I can also do the deep voices, I mean, you got Shinji going, oh, whatever, oh, I hate my daddy, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, that's fine. And then you've got Autumn Enhancement. Different. <laughs> With uh, 
with all this new Evangelion that is coming out in Japan, they're probably going to be releasing it here in the United States. They have some do you have any uh, interest in doing Shinji's voice again? Like, will you be going out for that role? Or? Well, I did 1.0. Yeah, 1.0. Oh, the first one's yeah. already out. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I did it. And if, if it comes back <laughs> out, I mean, two and three and whatever, I mean, yeah, I'm here. They, they, they got my number. So, awesome. you know, I'm, I'm down with it. Absolutely. I've got a question that you probably heard a lot from the whole Shinji aspect, but is it actually kind of wearing to do Shinji because he's so he gets so depressing throughout the series? Does it start to reflect? Is it no? It's it's a it's a role like anything yeah. else. Um, it's a trying it's a trying role. It's a tough role to scream like a little girly boy. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, especially as I get older and my voice gets deeper. It's it's I can still do it, obviously. But it's it's interesting because this last one, I've had a couple of people say, "Well, he, he sounded a little bit older." I'm like, "Good, that's what we went for." <laughs> We gave him one testicle. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, he's like, yes, yes, all right. You know, it's, it's, it's a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more. Not much, a little bit. Um, but it is, it's, it's, a, it's an acting role. But it's, I go in one day and then I'm, I'm done. That's it. Entire show done. Do you ever look forward to getting the second testicle in? I don't think he ever will. No. <laughs> There's a limit. It's Shinji. Pretty much, yeah. How, how taxing is that role physically? Because especially in like in the Evangelion and the movies, he screams a he lot. Scream, yes, yeah. yes, uh, it's very taxing. <laughs> he it, does scream a lot, and you know I've gotten better at screaming, but you know it's as you can tell, like it's well, this is wine. But um, you know, as when you get in the booth and you start screaming, you always do that at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, it's just you know you go through it. If you start screaming at the first, then you're just gonna be like, okay. Hi, I'm Shinji. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, hey, my daddy must have run away. Got that. Uh, blah blah blah. You know, um, <laughs> where's my cigarette? <laughs> I need to smoke. Harvey Firestein is. <laughs> I just. <laughs> I just want to be loved by my daddy. That's a wrong move. <laughs> oh, I'm twisted. I'm twisted. Come to my panel tonight. It'll be great. Well, um, one thing I've, I've kind of wondered, uh, and I wonder this about a lot of voice actors too, is, you know, you know, we're all anime fans. It's part of why we come and we have you do the role. Would you say that you're an anime fan yourself, or uh, is there something else that you're more... That you are that you remember a fandom of? Well, it's not that I'm a, a, a fan or not. I I, yeah. I don't watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't play video games. I don't okay. have time. Yeah. I do the work, mm-hmm. and I get that, and I get to see the shows from that aspect. Yeah. But it's like from my character point of view, and that's it. It's like I do my character, then we fast forward to the next part where my character is. The next part, like I'm in Bleach, I'm Hanataro, and I have no idea what's going on in that show mm-hmm. because you know I do my thing, and then I don't hear anything. You know, months later, I was like, oh, you come in and do like five lines, and then where are we in this? crazy show, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, and I just don't really have time. I actually sat down and watched Ava 1.0, because I did watch Ava all the way through, before yeah. we started Shinji the very first time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, and, and as some of you have probably heard my, uh, the alternate Ava ending, yeah, like, uh, off of my demo that uh, yes. we put, yeah, the <laughs> last minute and a half, it's just hysterical. Um, but it's, uh, but I did watch 1.0, um, because I had a date and she wanted to watch it. Of course, I'm going to do what she wants to. When a cute blonde tells you something to do, never mind. Anyway, uh, so we watched the show, and I was like, you know what? This is pretty damn good. Especially some of the, the new, uh, the new, yeah, the, the, the new stuff in there, which I was just like, this looks really good. You know, because I don't usually like to listen to myself. So I just kind of t- tried to tune out me and just kind of watch the show. And I was like, still twisted. Don't know what the hell those things are. But hey, it's cool. You know, so... Does that make it 
more difficult for you not having the context when you're coming back months later to do like the five no. lines? No, not at all. Uh, I just do what the director tells me. That's really that's that's. If you get upset with anybody's dub, uh, blame the director, not the voice actor. <laughs> that's what I've heard. This we're just doing what we're told. You, actors anywhere, we're just doing what the director tells us to do. That's our job. We get, seems, we get told what to do. And it seems in productions you can actually tell a big difference when the director actually knows how to direct or when they're just throwing people say this and that. Yeah. So have you had experiences where you can tell that something's amiss? Or, I guess from an actor point of view, that doesn't matter as much. So. Yeah, it does. Big time. I was on a film in, in New Orleans. Uh, it's not New Orleans. And uh, I was, uh, it was a Scott Glenn, and it was, I was playing, a, um, I just had a one-liner one thing, one little scene. And I was uh, uh, a soldier, mm-hmm. and I jump out of this helicopter. I run up, and take point. And got, we've got real soldiers. We've got seals and army, and everything. These guys take point, and they're sitting out there, doo-doo. you know. I'm like, this is really freaking cool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I jump out, and I run over, and I say something to the. Um, this is all my demos on my acting demos, but I say, you know, what's the what's the sergeant doing out there? Doesn't he know this could be a minefield out there or something like that? And I'm holding my gun down like this. Mm-hmm. Which is what you do. I'm from Texas. I know. Mm-hmm. The director did not. <laughs> and he's like, uh, somebody tell him how to hold his gun. And I'm sitting there. I'm going. I look. I look over to Seal. I went. He heard it. I went. He's like. <laughs> he's like. You're good. <laughs> and then again. Oh, well, never mind. He's okay. <laughs> I'm like. I know. Uh, so, but it, you know, it's the kind of thing when you go what. That's why you see in, in uh, like acting in movies, every time somebody raises a gun, you hear, where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Who does that? You know, it's, but we got to realize it's acting and everything out of Hollywood is crap. <laughs> Reality shows, everything, it's all fake. They don't know. Everything is fake. Believe me. I've never seen anything like it. Be- moving out there and learning, I'm like, wow, everything's fake. My boobs are totally fake. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <Not> real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not going to comment. Um, <laughs> Do you guys have any water? Can I, any chances are falling on it? I am just yeah, partially crazy. Go. Oh, you rock. You're a new hero. <laughs> so, how do you, what do you do to kick back and relax? Like, how do you have fun? Red wine. Um, <laughs> large one, pretty much. I got a box of it in my room. Um, <laughs> a real connoisseur drinks by the box. Actually, that's the best way to, to uh, drink it, actually, because mm-hmm. it never reaches. Uh, I mean, it never goes bad. You can have it as long. It doesn't last long. You go. I cook in a plastic bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, actually, that and screw top. We can talk about wine all day long. I can, I believe me. I've okay, tried. I've, <laughs> I've tasted wine all over the world, man. And uh, if there's one thing Spike Spencer knows about, it's wine. I know some wine. Well, I know what I like. I'm not really like you know. Well, the difference between Cabernet and Merlot, and I, I don't care. <laughs> it's red, and I like it. Well, mm. oh. well, I was going to say I I cook. I'm a very good cook, and that's why I'm writing the dating cookbook called Don't Kill Your Date and Other Cooking Tips. And that's the panel I'm doing tomorrow night after uh, my panel with Neil. And um, so I cook. I sail. I'm training to be a skipper um, out of Marina del Rey. I love sailing. It's awesome. And um, I travel. And I date beautiful women. Where uh, where have you recently traveled to? I just came back from Puerto Rico. How was it? Awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I wrote it. It's on my blog, actually. I wrote about it, and it was an, it's such an interesting place. It's a dichotomy. You had this great food, uh, which I, I really enjoyed, and some beautiful scenery, but also you got some kind of third world kind of feel to 
parts of it. You know, I'm just kind of like, is it a state? Is it not a state? Is it a, what? What is it? You know, um, but it was there's a there's a romantic thing about it, and I'll go back. I'll definitely go back. Um, and I'm going to Vancouver and Edmonton uh, later on this year. I'm going to go uh, go up to Edmonton, rent a car, and then travel through Lake uh, Louise and Banff and all that, and then go to Vancouver. Um, maybe going to Dublin. I don't know. Again, I'm a little Irish, so. And yes, the Guinness is better there. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. Yes, it is. Now, I also read that you do some handiwork as well in in oh. your off time. Well, I do. Uh, that's to, to to make money. Um, I used to do real estate investment in Houston, mm-hmm. uh, and I had a lot of properties and whatnot. And uh, now that I moved out to LA, I'm just kind of I don't know. I know how to do everything and basically build a freaking house. Uh, so I just handyman stuff. Somebody says, "Hey, I need this done." I'm like, "Okay, give me this much money, and I'll come over and do it." Any good stories from that? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's work. I do it, and it's good, and everybody's happy. So, which pays better, like voice actor or handyman? Uh, depending on the job, handyman usually. Um, but um, it depends. I mean, voice acting. If I, it, there's like different aspects of it, different levels of it, and and whatnot. But you know, hey, everything's good. It's all good. You know, you get paid to talk funny. How bad can that be? You know. Everybody in Hollywood has an extra job. I know some some stars that that you see and you go, oh yeah, and then they'll hand you their card and say, I mean, I install custom cabinets. <laughs> oh, fantastic! It's it's amazing. That's when when you learn outside Hollywood, when you really figure it out, that everybody thinks that um, when you know somebody's on TV that they're automatically rich and living in a big house. Not the case. Not the case at all. They're just they're doing what they do. They're trying to make it happen. And in the meantime, they're waiting tables or doing handyman work or whatever. That's it. So, shifting gears a little bit, um, I'm sure you're aware ADV closed its doors uh, officially last year. What was your reaction to that? Was that one of those, uh, you know, you already grieved because you knew it was dead or? No, I didn't know anything. I've been in, like I said, I've been in Hollywood the last five years, so I haven't done anything with ADV um, in that time. So when I heard it, I was like, going, bummer. You know, it's, it's a shame, but. I really couldn't say, you know, anything about it. It's just mm-hmm. like, okay, didn't affect me. Right. You know. Is there any differences um, between working in Houston and L.A. as far as uh, the voice acting scene goes, or is it pretty much mm. you go in, you do work? Well, the only difference that I really noticed was with ADV, for example, um, we didn't use the beep system. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Hollywood, they do. That is, like, right before your line, they put a beep. It's like a beep, 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 and then you say your line, and you go. In ADV, we just kind of chased it. And that was kind of an interesting because when I first got out, I was like, okay, and I beep, beep, what the hell was that? You know? <laughs> uh, no, I knew what it was. But uh, yeah, it was different. That's really the only difference. Uh, and uh, working with different studios, I've been all over the place in Hollywood. Did, you know, I do this with this studio, this with that studio, this with that studio, and there's just so many studios. And uh, I mean, it's great. The, the thing about Hollywood is we go into a studio and a star might be coming out. Somebody that you know, you've watched. Like I, Danny Glover walked by me at this wow. one. I was going in, I was doing Star Ocean 2, and I walked in like, hey. He's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Is doing video game work any different from doing uh, animation work? Mm-hmm. How so? Like, I just, yeah, the difference is uh, with, with uh, video game, basically you've got your lines. It's like, it's usually a real simple line. Yeah. And you got one, then you go to the next one. That's it. You do like two or three takes of it, and if the director doesn't say anything, you move on to the next one. So you can have it all done in like 15 minutes. Wow. Whole thing. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. You don't have any mouth flaps to match usually. Any of that. Now, sometimes you do. Like Star Ocean 2, we did both. Yeah. Back and forth. There was a long one. So I was in there for I don't know, 50 hours. You know, yeah. doing different things, which is, yes, I want more. I want a lot more of those. <laughs> Anyone listening? Okay. Um, but that's kind of the difference. Now, with, with the anime, obviously, you have to match the mouth flaps. Mm-hmm. So you go at one scene, and they move it, and tweak it, and do it, and try to make it all fit. If it doesn't fit, then you do it again. And, you know, sometimes, this is so funny, because usually the most takes, it's like, you got this much verbiage that you've mm-hmm. got to say. All this whole line, and all this, blah, 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 blah. Well, it was perfect, great. And you go... Then the next line is, but still, and you take 20 takes on that. No, nope, need it higher. But still, no, more to, but still. I, what, what, you are, ah! <laughs> Who's been some of the favorite people that you've been able to work with over the years? Well, Amanda. Amanda mm-hmm. Lindley was, is one of my, also, Keith Burgess, uh, Keith Aram over at PCB and, and his wife. It, it just, they're just awesome. Um, everybody, Richard Epcar. Is is great. Uh, everybody, Wendy Lee, work with her. It's, she's a love. She's just awesome. Um, God, I've, everybody I've worked with has been really freaking cool. And there's been one person, one director, I had to cordially invite to go have sexual intercourse with himself, and uh, I never worked with him again. But other than that, you know, it's been great. So um, yeah, it's, I I'm, I love working, and it's such a fun environment, you know. That we just get in there and we be silly and we be silly. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> we get to be silly. Um, it, how 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 can that be wrong? And do you have any uh, current stage or screen projects? Um, well, I've been working on a, a, a script. I've, I've got a screenplay that I'm rewriting now. I've got some people looking at it to produce a film. Uh, and that's in the works. And I'm finally actually making some uh, move on that. Uh, other than that, I'm trying to get on to some sci-fi stuff. I love sci-fi, and I want to be on sci-fi series. That's my goal. So I'm staying up to the universe. <laughs> Everybody, listen up. <laughs> you know, Spike Spencer wants to be on a sci-fi show. Um, or a comedy, because that's... Uh, or sci-fi comedy. Eureka! You know, stuff like that. Those, that's, that's where I really want to be. Well, that and also doing, um... Straight character animation, uh, Family Guy, Simpsons, that sort of thing. That's that's my goal. Those those are my two goals. Right Hear that, Seth MacFarlane? Get him on your ship. Mm-hmm. You heard me. Hell, he already does everything. He's brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> I watched the Robot Chicken with Neil last night. We watched the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Robot Chicken. God, it's funny. Brilliant mm-hmm. stuff. Brilliant. Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Uh, I was poking around on the uh, almost. Evil Minions website. Yes. And I saw that there's a there's a link on there where somebody can pay twenty dollars mm-hmm. and you will like send them a, a a little voice thing to do as it like a ringtone yeah. or a, a yeah. voicemail. Yeah. Do a ringtone or a, a personal voice a personalized voice message. Well, sure. one one of our contributors couldn't be here this weekend because uh, of the birth of his first child. Oh. So I've got one, off. I've got twenty dollars in my hand. Oh my gosh. Um, would love. For you to uh, to crank call my buddy here and uh, just tell him congratulations. Well, no, no, you keep that crank call. I'll do it. It's not a crank right, call. Let's let's get him up. Who is it? Uh, it's my friend Nathan. What do you want? What do you want? He's a big Evangelion fan. I bet he won't answer. Yeah, I'm probably sure. won't. That's what happens. Is that him? Things. No, it's not. Him. Okay. Obviously, it's not. 
He's probably too busy. You can just leave a voicemail if he doesn't answer it. It's his loss. Yeah. Punk. How dare he be giving birth? Or... Uh, maybe. Well, they I don't know how the child. You know, I so. I don't know how it works. Um, maybe it was twins. I I failed that class. I apparently missed that tweet. But... Apparently, he does not have phone mail. <laughs> apparently, yeah. apparently his voicemail is also off. Dang. Hello, Nathan. This is Rubble Steelskin. I hear you have a baby. Well, it's time for me to collect. I am coming over to uh, get the baby later on uh, this afternoon. So, Mazel Tov, and I will see you soon. <laughs> That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How's that? That's perfect. He'll love it. He's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> Who was that guy? Why was Dylan calling me as Rumpelstiltskin? <laughs> what is drinking? He's Rumpled skill set. What? Fresh. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah. What That's else? fantastic. You guys have anything else? I think I've asked all my questions. Well, you, you've got some writing in the works and some writing done. Are you pretty you're pretty passionate about the writing side of things, or is that just a side to the um, it, You know, it... All of it's creative. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is I it's just I'm a creative person and I want to write. I want to do travel shows, food shows. I want to be acting on screen. I want to be doing voice work. I just I love doing what I do. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty passionate about all of it. Uh, and as soon as you know, and it's and it's uh, it's going to keep getting better. You do what you love, and the money will flow, mm-hmm. and it will. It's coming. You know, I get to go all over the world and talk to cats like you, which is freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. Because I tell people, like, all these are, this is my around the world stuff. Like, this is Paris, this is Australia, this is like uh, New Orleans and Venice Beach and Chicago and Puerto Rico. And that was my dad's. But either way, you know, I'm, I'm talking about my rings, folks. Um, <laughs> I wear a few. Uh, and it's just, it's a passion of mine. It's all a passion. And throw yourself into your life with passion and, and you, you can't go wrong. Yeah, you know, like, I cook. You know, I love cooking. It's a passion, it's creative. So that's the common thread that even holds the handyman, writer, actor, cooker, well, chef, exactly. cooker. He's a cooker. He's a slow cooker. Ha ha, fries are done. You know. What's one of your favorite recipes? One of my favorite recipes? I'm a sucker for fried chicken. Period. I, that's just, I'm a southern boy through and through, and that's, you know, people are like, well, I'm a vegetarian. We'll get out. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> it's hard to find a date girls in, in Hollywood, and they're like, "Well, I don't eat this, 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 and this." Get out! <laughs> what do you eat? A fine protein paste. <laughs> Great, like the astronauts. Yay! <laughs> um, luckily, I've been to NASA. Um, as far as my recipes go, uh, I do one simple thing that I love to do is with bread, and I learned this in Barcelona. Uh, it's a like, take a bread. This is what I'll be talking about actually uh, tomorrow night um, on my dating cookbook panel. Um, but for example, bread. Take a take a bread, slice of bread, any kind of bread, like French bread, and you slice it and you put olive oil on. It, you bro- broil it or grill it both sides. Then you take a, a garlic clove, cut it in half, and rub it on the bread both sides. And then you take a half a tomato and rub it on both sides. Then sprinkle it with a little kosher salt. Hmm. Changes it to an, it's another world. It is amazing. And that kind of stuff. You know, it's like, I make my own bread. So I'm like, I do that, and I've got this really dense, great recipe that I make. And then I cut it and do that, and it's just this chewy 
heaven, you know. <laughs> and my friends are like, "My God, what did you do?" I'm like, "I'm just brilliant." <clears throat> Cooking is magic. <laughs> Cooking is magic. It, it really is. It elevates. Nobody things. does it anymore. Uh, so I see. That's one of the things. That's why the dating cookbook thing. I I I do that for my dates. I don't like to go out and spend money uh, because I think when you cook for somebody, you're showing them something from your heart, and I like to share that with people. I like to 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 talk and, and get to know people, and mm-hmm. it's it's a great way to sit there and, and chat and have some wine and some food, and it's just relaxed and comfy. And it's great. That's the dating cookbook. Bread is the most simple thing that you can impress people with because nobody makes their own bread, and it's and it it doesn't take a lot of work. It's just time. It's that's it. That's it. It's it teaches. It's kind of zen. Cooking is zen for me. You know, it's like people are like, well, you, you did all this stuff. It took me two hours to get something ready. Like, you know, chopping and, and all that stuff is preparation. My mm-hmm. knife skills are pretty damn good. You know, and I like doing it. People are like, well, here's this quick chopper. Why don't you get that out of my kitchen? <laughs> I've got knife. <laughs> Sucker. You know, so anyway, that's one of my passions. I've got a set of five. We wanna... Yeah, go for it. Cool. This is what we call the awesome five. The awesome five. What this is, is our huge, hard-hitting, important questions. I'm going to cry, aren't I? Yeah, we're that's not associated right. with them, by the way. Okay. All right. What are your favorite candy and or sweets? Candy and or sweets. Uh, blondes. Acceptable. <laughs> If you were stuck on a desert island, and you had to choose three tools for survival, what would they be? Good lord. <laughs> Told you these are hard-hitting questions. A bluffant. Not three. And a brunette and a redhead. Ah. Brilliant. <laughs> these are easy. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to keep saying the same thing over okay, and over. Ha ha. <laughs> Be interesting. What project that you have worked on besides Ava would most benefit by the inclusion of giant robots? Blondes, blondes, blondes. <laughs> the blonde. Ah, uh, let's see. What, what would inclusion of giant robots? That would have been funny. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, 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 well, um, yeah. I don't. You know, define giant. I mean, you know. I, there have been places where mechanical objects would have been great. <laughs> At least building size. Oh, well, <laughs> then. No, that's different. Uh, <laughs> we're spiraling. Uh, <laughs> you know, I have no, a Disney film that I did with Frank Langella. That would have been cool. Yeah. It's called Now You See It. Throw a giant robot in there. Awesome. There's, there's a thing where you can, that someone says once that you can judge a society by the monsters they create. So what would your monster be? What? <laughs> uh, see where I go? Uh, my monster would probably be either a, a giant finger with teeth. <laughs> with a blonde? Or a, with a blonde. Uh, <laughs> or, or a rampaging boot heel. <laughs> you asses! <laughs> oh no, it's the boot! <laughs> oh, destiny! Oh, that would be a cheap film to make. <laughs> Isn't that furry curry? Didn't they already make <laughs> The raging boot heel of Antioch. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> and then finally, release out of this five, how many awesomes out of awesome are you? I'm gonna go humble and say I'm not. But really. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, actually, let's just cut the BS now. Come on. No, you know what? I'm just going to say I'm, I'm okay. 
I'm okay. 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 Uh, let's right. let's add a, a sixth question to that. Um, hypothet- just hypothetical. I'm a big fan of hypotheticals. Uh, you're standing there, and uh, yeah, hypothetically speaking, <laughs> I'm a fan of hypothetical. And there's <laughs> one answer. You go west and agree. And uh, and and you're able to uh, give one piece of advice to Shinji. What do you tell him? Man up, bitch. <laughs> That's exactly what I was expecting, but I had to ask. You expect. <laughs> it'll be okay, Shinji. It'll be fine. Well, some rich. How'd you feel? You would know, Shinji be different if he was blonde? Was what? If or if he had a blonde. blonde. Or had a blonde, would he be different? If he had a blonde, he'd be <laughs> much different. <laughs> what aspect of life has not improved by the addition of blondes? Yeah, no. Giant robots and blondes. I, you know, it's, I Giant say blondes. Blonde they're just being funny with blonde stuff. I don't really care. I love all women. They're all fantastic. So, print that! <laughs> We're an audio podcast. We don't, we don't print anything. No, no, no. Print oh, I can print that. that. No, no, I mean print it. Okay. Write it down. And <laughs> I'm getting on it. Uh, women are fantastic. So, anyway. Uh, what else? I think we can let you. I think Fantastic. we've tortured you long enough there. No, it's been a pleasure. I well, enjoy talking to you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you. What? I'm oh, sorry. Can I get you to just talk as Jaeger for a little longer? Why? What are you going to do while I'm talking like Jaeger? <laughs> She's going to go into another room and have a proud <laughs> moment. I've got to go have some alone Mimi time. <laughs> That's the only reason she wanted to record this. I was about this. to touch myself and then no, no happy thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Illusion. If there was... If there was a, something you wanted oh, to giggity, say... Oh, giggity, giggity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If there was, like, one thing you wanted to say, a sort of a statement to the anime fan community... What'd it be? Man up, bitch. <laughs> uh, to the anime community, thank you. Thank you very much for all that, that you guys have given me, and uh, don't buy food legs. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Absolutely, guys. Everybody go to Almost Evil Minions, buy his books, buy his DVDs, pimp his stuff. Pimp me out, babies. <laughs> well, yeah, come on onto this site. I'm, gonna, I'm trying to get a lot of people involved, and uh, I want to turn it into something and have a lot of fun. And finally, what, what is the URL one more time? Uh, www.almostevilminions.com Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>